Welcome to Toast in the Morning. It is now time to put on your big boy pants. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back, boys. Playoff football. A little spit right there. I'm excited. Yeah, me too, man. Are you, though? You expected to be here, didn't you? Yeah, man. You could be playing today. I could be. We could be playing today. Well, I I couldn't because I I'm not good enough. But but now they you're would. out of a head coach, missing your pick. Well, we have another home. pick. We no, have a pick. you're missing your pick. Oh no. We got Jalen Waddle, so it's worth it. It's worth it. All right, Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony is better. Kadarius Tony is the funny guy. Hey, Kadarius Tony would not appreciate if you said that to him. Well, at least I'm not making these bold claims saying that he's the best receiver. Ray, right? remember when Pete said he was the he's best receiver? He's top five. That's not pretty hard to crack that top five. Well, let's see. Who do we have? Well, the thing Jamar is, Chase. It, all, it all comes down to if you want him or Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore is above him. Maybe in this year's performance, but I think Kadarius Tony is a better prospect. So are we going off a of prospect or are we going off a of performance? Both. Because there's a reason why Kadarius Tony. Both. Well, performance is uh, uh, a awesome. hell no. It's a hell no. Well, his individual performance is only tainted by the fact that he had dizzy quarterback play compact with some injuries. Compact with just not being thrown the ball a whole lot. Offense coordinator got fired. Like, I've been to two Giants games. They are the most boring team of football, most boring team I've ever seen in my entire life. They are awful to watch Did offensively. Did you see 2019-2020 Dolphins? At the very least, the <laughs> expectations were pretty low. This was the this is like depressing football. Well, well, yeah, it's because we now got rid of Joe Judge and Gettleman. We had a coach that like wasn't trying to win football games for some reason. Who I didn't expect that from Joe Judge. It was very out of pocket. And then we had two offensive coordinators that looks like they're calling plays for like a high school quarterback who couldn't throw the ball. And our players couldn't stay healthy. And we surprisingly had a lot less, like I feel like internal issues than I expected. Um, like I feel like when your team combusts like that, you see guys start like fighting each other and like flaring out. That kept kind of quiet. But still, at least we now have the fifth and seventh overall pick. Uh, I want to see who we could bring in as a head coach. There's been people chirping a little bit. They bring in Brian Flores with Deshaun Watson, which I would be very happy about. Um, I wouldn't want Russell Wilson because I think he's past prime and is only declining. Even though he would bring winning football, I just don't see him elevating at any point. I don't think well, I don't think he's gonna get better. It's just like you're just gonna have him because you know he's already at that top level. But he's gonna, gonna get call, he's gonna cost you way, way too much. Yeah, but the Sean Watson's calling you also way too much too. He's he's gonna cost you a lot, but the thing is though, I think he'll cost less just for the sheer fact that you're they're not he's not playing. 
and he has those allegations. So if teams oh, no, wanted to take I, that like, risk on him, they're gonna get at most like two ones for him. And that's a price I'm willing to pay for Deshaun. I don't know. I feel like it, it would be more than two ones. See that it would be more than two ones if he wasn't benched for multiple years and have had these allegations. I think it's still multiple ones. This was I still, two. I still, well, I think it's more than two. I think it's two and probably maybe a third. Like well, you I might you, like, take like, Evan Ingram too. Okay, former first round pick. And then obviously we'd probably package Daniel Jones too. In a yeah, I would no, but no, Davis Mills. He's General Mills. He's elite. And now people start realizing, like, hey, maybe Daniel Jones wasn't the entirety to blame because, like, he balled out those first five weeks of the season. He had yeah. horrific offensive coordinators, a horrible system. Give them. I still am not off the Daniel Jones train. Wow, that's crazy. He sucks. He doesn't suck. Daniel turned the ball over Jones. He does turn the ball over a lot. Actually, he had less turnovers than two of this year. They played less games. I actually think they played the same amount of games. Oh, I mean, if that's that in my head, <laughs> I actually, honestly, I'm about to look this up. No, don't. No, now I gotta play both sides. Uh, no, I, I you're, you're right. <laughs> I think Tua had 10 interceptions this year. Okay, Daniel Jones had. 10 interceptions, uh, seven interceptions, 10 touchdowns. And how many right. games? In 11 games. All right, I think he beat him. How many fumbles? I want to see how many fumbles, although oh, I think Tua has quite a bit, actually. He does. <laughs> I've seen him get rocked in the pocket a little bit. Tua has 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. So we're turning the ball over a little bit more in 13 games. Okay, so now two also had a 67% completion percentage, which was at the higher echelon, 67.8. The Andrews is not too far behind at 64.3. And Daniel, whoa, whoa, Daniel Jones played what two less games and only had 200 less passing yards. Well, yeah, because like two had, had like <laughs> probably like eight 200 passing yard games. Like, I remember when he, he broke, like, 300 yards against uh, Jacksonville. I was like, oh, my God, we got him. He's back. And uh, I think he threw, like, four also that against Atlanta, I think. Let's see, how many fumbles did he have? Fumbles lost. We are looking at this. Well, two in total had, had nine fumbles. I'm not sure how many were led to turnovers. Okay, Dangerous had one, two, four, seven fumbles, one, two, three fumbles lost. So like a fumbles lost. So two, how many fumbles did he lose? Was he lost only one, but had three, four, five, Nine. seven, eight. Yeah, he Bro was spilling the ball a lot. So we're saying he's turning the ball over more. And but Daniel, much... but Daniel Jones is right behind it. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. All right, cool. I'm happy that we got that cleared. So he's still to turn the ball over. But Daniel Jones still sucks. He's not suck. He's not good. He's mediocre. 
And I still think he can go to an above-average quarterback given – once again, he's a quarterback. Things need to go right. He's not a quarterback that is going to be above-average in a good in, – in a poor situation. Like Deshaun was in the beginning of his career and some of those young superstars like Herbert at the beginning of his career. He's not even that. Like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. Whoops, my bad. Sorry. Daniel Jones, with everything going on right, can be good. So I don't think he's the must-fix right now. If I see them go and pick a quarterback at the seventh overall pick, I swear to God I will stop watching Giants football. Oh, really? Like, at most, if they trade that pick back to the end of the first-round pick or draft or even to the second, I'd be more understanding. But if I had seven, they pick Kenny Pickett, I promise on everything I'm done. Prom- oh, really? Oh, he promised. He promised. He, Just wait he, until August. Line August. and defense, and that's it. But when I said about Tua, I'm the, I'm the crazy one. Say what about Tua? If... I don't think Tua should should be traded. I don't think he will be traded. I mean, I think I'm not even saying he should be traded because of how he's performed. I'm saying he should be traded because his ties are cut in Miami. I don't know. I I think now with the whole Brian Flores thing, I think now they're willing to give him another shot because there was it was reported today he's going to be the starter next year. Obviously. I mean, he it's, just watched it, his entire still, fan base trash January. him for the entire season. Why would he want to No, play? the whole fan base just started fighting each other over who was right. And then here's Tua just like his hands up. Like, it's honestly a pretty – like it's a great fan base, but pretty underrated toxic, but against each it's, other. It's not against other people. It's against like each other. It's against the fan base. It's like a civil war. Tua literally started a civil war. Like to a literally started, and a civil you've been war. on both sides of that civil war. You've traded both ways. I know it's brutal, it's really brutal. So, stay off with Dolphin Twitter if you have the chance. But, um, went to the games this week and off of two, uh, ew, Daniel Jones, ew. Kenny Galladay was elite, by the way. Great pickup. Um, I think he just needs an attitude adjustment. Uh, away from being solid, but once again, also wasn't getting targeted in the red zone, no plays getting called up for him. And he also has attitude issues, so uh, we'll see. Yeah, that's why you shouldn't throw the ball to him. But that's the thing, though. Most people got to realize, like, everybody in free agency is going to be an overpay. To get any prospect at this point in free agency, you're going to have to overpay. Yeah. So that's that's not what I'm looking at, like, the salary itself because you weren't getting any less for Kenny. He would have gone to like Baltimore for like the same amount. Yeah. Like or he, even Miami. Like he you're gonna make everybody's willing to pay that amount because people mm-hmm. don't realize that the cap goes up in the next couple of years and then yeah. that contract in two three years is going to be the average and that's what they're looking at when they make these deals. Yeah. And he was arguably the best wide receiver in free agency. agency. And if you need so. a receiver, you're going to have to overpay to get somebody. Exactly. And like I said, people I have to start realizing that, but it's whatever now. But yeah, so um, but going to go over games, looking at the Raider, Raider Cincinnati, right? 
I don't even want to talk about the end of the week 17. It was kind of like, it was really weird. A lot of weird teams won. Um, the only thing to really mention is the fact that that Raiders game ended yeah. Yeah. the way it did, which was surprising. Do you think that they were trying to end in a tie in that timeout by the Chargers head coach cost them that tie? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think. And the NFL well, is probably the, pissed. That's That would have been a – you want Herbert in the playoffs. I, the Chargers could have made a lot more noise than the Raiders could have. Probably. Um, I think – Well, no, what am I saying than the Raiders? Than the Steelers, I mean. No, well, no. I, I think – well. For, the Raiders would have made it regardless. The Raiders would have made it regardless. I, but I guess, like, it's another game, you know. Like, I don't know. Like, the Steelers aren't going to make noise. Like, no, I said not. this, they, at most, they have a first round upset, but they're not consistent enough to, like, consistently rattle off ones. People are making jokes. They're like, oh, you see that they had. So, people's no. main argument was that they had no wins over teams over 500, I believe. Okay. Or, or it was either that or 10 plus wins. But the. You know, the last team to do that and go all the way was the two eleven uh, 2011 New York Giants did the same exact thing and ended up winning the Super Bowl. But the difference between those two rosters is the 2011 Giants roster had an unbelievably underrated defensive unit. And Eli Manning was skilled enough. Like, Ben is past prime. That was a young Eli Manning. Yeah. Not even young, like, toward, middle, toward, getting towards the middle of his career. He prime, was set- late prime. Eli. Like the, at his best point in say what you want, prime Eli Manning was elite. Playoff Eli Manning was elite. He made the Pro Bowl. Anyways, that means you're elite. You made a, you're a Pro Bowl QB, you're elite. Besides the point. He can make noise on the offense. Big Ben is past prime. At least now you have Juju back, He they said today. But I'm not even too excited about that. Um, your it's offensive line diff- is shaky. Your defense is all right. It's just an overall very it's mediocre a, roster. That that's like it, when you're talking about the Giants having that underrated defense. The, the Steelers have an overrated defense, but there's TJ Watt there. Yeah, it's literally a defense carried by TJ Watt. Mm-hmm. I guess you can give the similarities where like that defense the Giants had had Strahan ripping off the edge and Osu Minora. Okay, well, so so, so it's two pieces right there. That's what I'm saying. Already, that's more. What do you have? Bud Dupree? Is he even there? No, he's in Tennessee. Yeah, he's in Tennessee. What am I saying? That was a couple years ago, Bud Dupree. That was this year. What? It was this year. He he left this year. Oh, he did leave this year. Okay, I thought he left this. Never mind, I was right. Um, But he left, and you just have TJ Watt. And what's his name? What's his name? The linebacker's been god-awful for them. Joe Schobert? No. Guy, all right. Oh, is, is it Emmons? He's been all right, like Devin uh, Bush. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. He's been horrendous, and he was considered like a top linebacker a couple years ago. Yeah, he was like the top one, top linebacker when he got drafted, and he just hasn't done anything. No, he's just been complaining like every Pittsburgh Steeler. And I just don't see them doing anything. They're not going to do anything. They're not but, there. But it's whatever now. But looking into the games we have today, in T-minus 30 minutes, we have Vegas, Cincinnati. 
where the Raiders are, they have to, for them to win, their ends need to be in the backfield on Burrow damn near every single play. Similar to how going back to my Giants, they beat they beat Tom Brady. You need your edge rushers to be in the backfield, damn near every single play, and don't let Burrow, don't let Jamar Chase get thirty yards out. If you yeah. can get back there and not give Burrow enough time, and they had to resu- uh, go to like underneath passes to Boyd and Higgins and handing the ball off more to Mixon, you have a chance. This Vegas offense can make enough noise and give you the thirty points. Yeah. So that's, that, that's the only way I can see them winning. But mm-hmm. if Burrow, if you get those blocks down, Burrow sitting in the pocket, it's over. He will throw yeah. for 400 plus passing yards. Jamar Chase will absolutely annihilate your secondary. You don't have the DBs to cover Boyd, Higgins, and Jamar Chase. Yeah, no, I got, I got Cincy. So, like, like, there's so many things. I've got Cincy 38 28. Fair enough. I, it's, I think there's going to be a, a few variables that have to go right for Vegas. I also drew up a parlay. I didn't submit this, but I drew up a parlay. In case you were wondering, this is a – I took – well, this was actually funny enough. Uh, found this morning texting me. She was like, what do you think about um, first half points 24 and a half under? And I was like, what? I was like, this is, this is your parlay? She's like, yeah. I was like – Hmm. I would. I was just like, am I reading this right? Like, she, she's coming off garbage. She said FanDuel gave her a free ten dollars for her birthday. Uh, so she's making a parlay. So I had to include Vegas money line, obviously, to help her. I was she wanted that was like her baseline. Yeah. yeah. So I went with Vegas money line. Uh, okay. Jamar Chase anytime touchdown. All right. Hunter Renfro anytime touchdown. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Jamar Chase over seventy and a half. Receiving yards. Yeah, it's a good one too. And Derek Carr, 225 plus passing yards. Yeah. I, got, so, I don't think it's going to be a, a defensive stalwart of a game. I don't think yeah, so. Exactly. But she also, this one I felt that was a little questionable. She decided to add, um, instead, uh, she also added Joe Mixon anytime touchdown score. Okay. And she put under 24 and a half first half points, which I thought was a little shaky. I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I could very easily see that going over 24 hours, but she said she was feeling it, so I'm going to let her rock. All right, all right, all right. You know, it's her parlay, so. But this is a plus 15,975 plus parlay. Um, She bet $10 to win 1,500. <laughs> so, fingers crossed. All right. The, the, the under 24 and a half was what really she yeah, had originally. I was trying to explain to her why she shouldn't take she had Derek Carr 200 plus pass yards. I was trying to explain to her that's minus almost 500. That means it's a damn near guarantee. You betting Derek Carr gets 200 passing yards is like if you win, congrats, I guess a couple bucks. And then if you lose, it kills the parlay. Like it's not gaining mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. At least go to 225 or even 250. Because for them to win, Derek Carr is going to have to throw at least close to 250 passing yards. Yeah. Uh, only thing I worry about is that 24 and a half. I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, that's, I don't know. That's, that's what I was saying. But once again, she says she's feeling it. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, so next game. So 
Yeah, next game is New England and Buffalo. Um, this is it's gonna be difficult because I once again I witnessed the one game, and I watched Josh Allen pick apart the New England defense, and Judon was not in the backfield. I think a single play. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, and then the the game before that, you had New England win, but also in a very questionable fashion because of the weather circumstances. But you're gonna see those. Same weather circumstances today. You can get tickets to this game for under $30. The weather is going to be it's going to be as cold today, I'm pretty sure, in Buffalo as the South Pole in Alaska. You're going to have okay, to – That's, that's they're, a bargain. They're going to have to pay people to go to that game. It's wow. going to like, – Evan, it's asking for frostbite. Hmm. It's a ripping cold – I would bring all the hand warmers in the world. And I get what people say that goes to home field advantage, but if I have a team in Buffalo, if they go to the new one, they better build a dome. Yeah. Because this is, like, unreal. Like, I, I, it's just, like, just I, would, I couldn't play in Buffalo. Who would want to play in Buffalo? It's a made-up place. So I think New England has a lot more of a chance just because of the fact that it really limits Josh Allen, and Josh Allen has those circulation issues. Did you see what they recommended ESPN he took? What? They said that um, – I forget which – which uh, he said uh, – he was he's saying Viagra. He said players used to do back in the day because he had circulation issues, and obviously that's what Viagra does. It helps your body circulate blood more. So it's time to take it before the game to help with his – because that's a big problem, bro. If your blood's not circulating right, and I'll tell you right, let's see. Right now, what do you think of the temperatures in Buffalo, New York? Very cold. That's it. Buffalo, Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York. It there is you. eleven degrees. And that's that's right now. So now, what time is the game? Oh. At? Four third. Oh wait, no. It's oh, it's tonight. Yeah. Oh, it's like it's gonna be like what? Seven degrees. Four degrees. Four degrees. Oh no, I think I was looking. Same. Whatever. It doesn't. It's, it's matter. gonna be like ten degrees, and that's once again. It's gonna be brick. Not including wind chill. It feels like well, it feels like negative yeah. two now. And it says right here, winter storm warning, wind chill advisory in effect from six p.m. to seven a.m. Hmm. Okay. And right now it says it feels like negative two degrees. So who knows? It might be like it's gonna be like negative ten to fifteen. Yes. That that's unreal. Like so, you're gonna see a lot of handoffs. So right now I'm taking Damien Harris, a hundred plus rushing yards and an anytime score if I'm running a parlay. Yeah, no, that's a that's a pretty good one. Well, this is the game I just no one like. I think you would go watch this game. No, I'm saying. No, but I'm saying though, like if you lived in in Buffalo and it feels like minus 15 now, you're gonna go sit in that chair. Yeah, Bills Mafia. Not anymore. No, after that reasoning. <laughs> like if those tickets are that cheap, would you drive up to Buffalo to watch the Dolphins if they made it? Oh well, yeah, because you know we, you know, I've I've only experienced two of those. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, if they make the playoffs when you're gonna have to go wherever it is in the country because you yeah. don't know when you're gonna see that again. I uh, yeah, it might be another like eight years. Say hey. You know what's crazy? Um that since the last time Cincinnati made the playoffs, right? That was like what 30 something years ago, was before they invented text message. 
So nobody mm-hmm. has ever sent a text about a Bengals playoff victory. That is so on the nose. <laughs> like, but okay. Sure. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. And then the Raiders also haven't made the postseason. I mean, won a postseason game in a while. I'm pretty sure it's been like at least 15. I think since the, the Tuck rule run. Be. No, a couple it years after, be. like 2004 to five, right around that range. So it's been like 17, 18 years. Hmm. Ra- Raiders fans are in pain. And Dolphin fans are right behind it. They're a little longer. Dolphins, Dolphins fan base is awful. Feels like every time I bring up the Dolphins, you, you, you just like get so mad. I just hate I, the fan base I, so like, much. I, like, <laughs> Yeah, me too, man. I hate I've too. never met somebody, a fan base that was so obsessive over their team, but also hated their team so much. Really? It's like they're like frustrated with the product. <laughs> well, it's also the Giants fans. It's, I feel like yeah, I don't know. It's like, like Giants fans are very much like like screw the Giants. I hate this organization. I just want to say yeah. And then you're like, hey, hey talk that's about my, team. my Giants. That's my team. <laughs> that's pretty that's much a, that I feel like that's a very New York sports thing. That's just very much like a New York like attitude in general. It's That's like, a hey, very, I can yeah. make fun of me. Yeah, it, it, we take things a little too personal. Astoria game. What? I said Astoria. Uh, yes. Very unrelated, but <laughs> Try to put it out there, you know, those are the homies. <laughs> the homies. All right, next game. Next game. Philly Tampa Bay, I, I think it's a pretty easy one. What day is that game? Tomorrow. Oh, is it real? Yeah. Philly's gonna make more noise than you expect, but uh, it's gonna be 31 24 but uh Buccaneers. 31 10 bucks. I don't know. Just no. And it's better to see the Miami, so it's all right. Jalen Hurts is a better Bama quarterback. No, just no. He is. He, he has a kitty cannon. He does not have Wait, an arm. Who Who's your quarterback? Also for someone who has a kitty cannon. <laughs> okay, so let's cancel but, but, that. But a more but Jalen Hurts has scramble and broken playability. And is that's a better, it. better leader. He's loved no, by the he's not. What? What is his leadership? No, nobody's falling behind Tua. Jalen Hurts is a leader. His coach hated him. Like, like and everyone is he else there anymore. Well, I guess when you look at it, thank God. Hey, hey, we're the problem. This comes from a Giants fan. Oh, Jalen Hurts has an X factor to him. You don't find too many quarterbacks. Yeah, and he threw. Three picks against that Giants defense. Oh, he's got that X factor, because man. We have a filthy defense. Oh yeah, that yeah, they really showed up this year. That's for sure. They show up when they feel like it. So, how many times was that this year <laughs> against the Eagles? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's yeah. Uh, that's that's like that game, but yeah, it's not too much to say about that. No. Um, Sam Fran here is talking more and more better. We might even hop on tomorrow and discuss our thoughts. Maybe. Possibly. I'll think about it. (laughs) 
I feel like it depends how I'm feeling. Yeah, exactly. Say, hey, where the problem at? Mm-hmm. And then also we have San Fran Dallas. And once again, the Peter's playoff picks are going to be perfect this year. So I'm just going to lay that out there. Um, San Fran is going to beat Dallas. Uh, they're going to upset them. I expect to see Dak on his back a lot of the game because the O-line is just going to fall apart. And I see this being a, a lower scoring San Fran win. I see this well, by lower score. I mean, like normal game. I, I I don't mean like 17 14. I mean, like a good, like 24 21 San Fran. That's probably a close game. I, I just doubt I'm going with Dallas because they're home. It's a close one, honestly. But I just hate how they wear their away jerseys at home, like their white jerseys at home. It bothers me so much. Yeah, me too. Or, uh, then we got Pittsburgh, Kansas City is the final one. Kansas City, that's it. It's a wipe. So mop them up. I remember when you told me like last week or they could like make some noise. I said, I'm serious, bro. Especially because if TJ Watt get like gets back, to, they have like it's not impossible. No. But they're not going to win. No, the, I I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be pretty quiet, TJ Watt. Oh, Rutgers yeah. beat Maryland. Hoorah. Oh, Ron Harper Jr. 31 points. But for a second, I just wanted to put that out there. You know, good. Uh, nice, nice, go nice. Rutgers. We're big Rutgers uh, supporters. Oh, yeah. Rutgers men's basketball, not football. Yeah, no. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, I'm going Dallas. Oh, yeah. But no, we already talked about that. Kansas City. Yeah, they'll take care of business. And the uh, last game, Arizona against the Rams. So that's a Monday game? Okay. That's a, that's a Monday game. Uh, two teams I'm taking, I'm taking the Rams. I'm taking them to go to the Super Bowl this year. But these are two teams that have kind of slipped up. The Rams-Packers is going to be the Super Bowl, so. Yeah. I'm going Rams, too. Uh, the, the Cardinals have really sort of slowed down, and I don't think D-Hop's playing, so. No, he's not. Yeah, that, that offense is kind of wishy-washy without him. So, because he's a good panic button, you just like throw it at D Hop. It's like, yeah, make a play. Pretty much. Uh, but yeah, Rams. And that those are Peter's locks of the year. Uh, go Thank cash you. them in, parlay. I might parlay every single one of these games. Cool. I'll be I'll be right. I mean, my last parlay didn't work. So, thank you, James Harden. Let's shout out James Harden for getting less than ten assists. Ooh. Go James. Good man. Good man. How the Wizards? Uh, two games above five hundred. What is that? Break that to me, Evan. What do you want to talk about? Let's see here. Well, I wanted to talk about some of the coach firings. Go ahead. Well, um, I don't know if, we, if we want to spend more time on the Giants and Dolphins. I don't know. We kind of so there well, was plenty of time to argue about them in the postseason. That's true. That's true. Uh, we have an entire offseason to do that. Uh, so there was Chicago that fired Matt Nagy. Oh, we discussed that. 
No, he didn't. Well, Flores shouldn't have been fired, period. Um, maybe, I guess, because of the organizational issues. But, yeah, but, 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 but he's a good head coach. I don't care. He's given you your only – giving you what? The majority of your winning seasons in the last two decades. You know, I it's – would I have done it? No. But it was clear that it wasn't an accident of his thing. It wasn't a on-to-the-field result thing. It was clearly a personnel thing. It was clearly an ego, power struggle sort of thing. It was what I didn't think Brian Flores had, which was the Belichick CEO sort of stuff. It felt like it sort of crept back in. That he wanted more control. He wanted all these. He just wanted more say. You would have Herbert as your quarterback if you had more control. Well, everyone likes to say that. But then he also did draft Noah Ibnagani instead of Jonathan Taylor. So over Jonathan Taylor. So, like, it's, I mean, what was that a first round pick? Yes. That's one of those where it's also like, you're gonna miss on a running back like that, but if I stick by the uh, the running back motto, that was more likely not to pan out than pan out. So honestly, it happens. If you want to use what, like, if you want to use like the whole Herbert thing, it's well, like, like, yes, Herbert is a better quarterback than Tua, but the thing is also the the team, both parties, both the GM and Brian Flores, are at fault for not bringing the right personnel. And the right coaches and the right pieces. I just don't like those owners getting coaching involved staff. in the coaching decisions. What? I just don't like the fact that you have an owner that's telling. I get that's his team, but I just let the football people make football decisions, and you shouldn't be getting involved. And now you're causing that internal struggle in your organization, causing yes. issues because it, it just creates animosity within the organization. I, I agree. Because now I if the agree. product doesn't work, now you have a coach that despises the owner. The owner doesn't like the coach. Now you have a quarterback that is delaying their development because of this just dumpster fire that's going on within the team behind closed doors. And you also have in trade talks, one coach where the coach wants the owner, likes the guy on the field, that the coach doesn't even want to draft. It's just not a good look. It's, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. But I blame Flores for bringing in the wrong coaches to develop these players. And I blame him for not. It felt like. I felt like there wasn't really an attempt by Flores to make it work with him and Tua. Like, I, I, I just never saw them ever clicking. And, and there's a lot of reports kind of coming out now that. He was very not approachable, not approachable whatsoever. And it, it's not like, oh, okay, like, it, you know, Belichick's probably not the most approachable person, but, you know, it's like, but like this whole regime, this new regime that the Dolphins brought in were all about, uh, what's the word? Collaboration mm-hmm. and sort of everyone brings their own sort of insight. It seemed like Flores over time, especially this past year was slowly not doing that, which I think is the reason why Brian Flores, his coaching staff was very young and inexperienced coaches. They weren't veteran experienced options. 
that could have some sort of pushback. They were all young and experienced positional coaches going along with young and experienced players. So look, Brian Flores is an extremely smart coach. And like I said, I wouldn't, he's going to get get rehired. He's going to get rehired a hundred percent, but don't, but unless he learns from his mistakes in Miami, don't expect this. Don't expect anything too crazy on your offense. Like people are, I saw a tweet talking about if he goes to Chicago, oh, he's going to run wild with Justin Hurt, Justin Fields. It's a question mark at that point. If the, if he really learns, then he brings hey, in maybe, a good OC. He brings in a good OC. Brings in a good coaching staff, offensive line coach too, because that own line also stinks. But like it's, it's a New England thing. They have a, a way of thinking. Like, I'm not sure. That's I, why I, the Belichick disciples don't usually succeed because they try and replicate Bill, and nobody can replicate Bill. Exactly. Like I said, I thought he was different. The he, thing was his, is, though, he was his he own didn't guy. Have the time. I think you gotta let a coach. Like once again, obviously, I see why I got fired, but you gotta let a coach run through. You know, at least the prospects that they picked. He didn't even have the guys were only there for like singular seasons. I think. Well, apparently, it was rumored that Flores was I, apparently Stephen Ross, the owner, and the GM Chris Greer. They wanted a new offensive coaching staff. And apparently Flores said, no, he was going to bring back everyone. And I think that was kind of the last, the last kicking straw. point, the last straw. Be like, okay, well, time to, time to change. So that offense gonna, is they're not gonna clean house. I don't think they're going to clean house. I don't, it's more who's, of a who's, made, who's making your draft picks. So who's the uh, GM over there? Well, it's going to be Chris Greer. Chris Greer's okay. the GM. He's still going to be the GM. He's been he's been in the organization for two decades. How how has he been as a GM? You'd say drafting, eh? But I would give him the benefit of the doubt with the cap structure. They have the most cap heading to this offseason. so financially, they're in a better place than the previous regime with Adam Gase and Mike Tannenbaum. Financially, good thing the Giants only have like. 100,000 in cap space. Like, people, like, okay. I know the whole situation with the ownership is not the most enticing thing for new coaches and all that. But there are some good players, good young players on this Dolphins roster. And you can have final say on the quarterback, whatever you want to go. And you have all this money in cap. And you also have next next year, 2023, you have two first-round picks. It's semi-attractive still. It's not completely out of the water. Like something like Houston, I want to get into them, is less attractive. So, um, I'm to go with this. Um, also, I'm very ecstatic after the season ends to get into draft pick talk. Oh, I, yeah. I love draft conversations. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very excited for that. Um, but... Yeah, I uh, I wish it worked out for Flores. I, I I wish him nothing but the best. You know, those first two seasons were exciting, uh, and I really thought he was the guy. 
But, uh, you know, things happen for a reason. Initially, when he was fired, I wasn't a fan. I've kind of cooled down. Like I said, I wouldn't have done it. But, oh, here's the thing I was going to say. So they went through this massive rebuild. Massive rebuild, sort of new philosophy change. You know, and you, you look at, like, for example, the Philadelphia 76ers and the whole tanking thing with the, all, all that stuff, with the trust of process. Sam Hinkie, he's not there anymore. You know, that the coaching staff is not there anymore. Those people usually that start the whole process, they don't always see the end result. Which uh, it sucks. Sometimes you just can't. You can't let those guys let to see the end results. You know it's not going to work out. But I think what you had now was somebody who should have seen what was developing. probably. But look, if they go in the first head co- the first year head coaching route, I'll be a little uncertain. If they hire someone like a Doug Peterson, I think it's perfect. Experience has won a Super Bowl. Offensive mind, I think that that works. Like a Jim Caldwell as well. But if we go either defensive minded again or first year. It's going to be a lot of kind of like, uh, what was the point? Like, are we we're kind of back to this sort of square run, square one, learning on the job once again? So, we'll have to wait and see. The thought to uh, obviously, yeah, we'll have to wait and see who they who they hire. So, it is what it is. Um, the Houston's a dumpster fire. So. Okay, well, what's his name in the, for the Vikings should have been fired too. He was like Zimmer got fired. That was that was kind of inevitable, especially too. how they did it. Like he was like well, the one thing rubbed me the wrong way. Like I get trying to win, but your season was already done, and you weren't trying to get Justin Jefferson his record. Like, come on, bro, <laughs> come on. It was inevitable. It was inevitable. He was like, oh, I'm just trying to win games. I'm like, well, you already didn't win enough games. Uh, yeah, no. It, yeah. Um, who else got fired? Well, yeah, Houston got fired. Uh, Vic Fangio from Denver. That was also inevitable too. Um, who else got fired? I think that's it. I think. Um, and there's obviously like the interims, you know, like Jacksonville and the Raiders. They might or might not keep them. Uh, they're the new interim Rick Basaccia is that his name? I forget, but um, but yeah, um, but Houston will never be good, they're a disaster. They'll probably go all New England. I know they're linked with Gerard Mayo, the linebackers coach, or, or and even Brian Flores because you know their GM's the New England guy, their, their president's a New England guy, so they might go all New England because that always works. Gotcha. So, um, that's about what we got. Yeah, we uh, better better watch the Raiders game right now. Mm-hmm. See how our picks turned out, and that's about my everything I got to say. If you feel you got anything else, that I'm just gonna enjoy the rest of the playoffs. Okay, hope everyone has a phenomenal day. Uh, happy Saturday. When we're recording this, yes. And uh, go Giants. <laughs>